Hey, what's good with the fam? Everything big in Texas. Class 1 OG. Gucci's, 
um, we pulled that, and Boss was at a payphone because back then it wasn't no cell phones like now. So Boss was on a payphone, probably talking to a female. He and um and I and I had just saw that video on MTV Raps. I had just saw the um I know how to play them, you know what I'm saying? Video, and I'm like, man, that's Big Boss. Pull over there. So we pulled over there, and my partner was like, hey man, check out my homeboy demo. So Boss was like, hold on, give me a second. Long story short, he got off the phone. He heard the demo. He gave me his number. The rest is history. Damn. So, how how was it being around Big Boss, watching him do production, and how was he as a person? Well, being around Big Boss is like being around a big bro. Cause like I say, when I met him, I probably was sixteen, something like that, seventeen maybe. But um, and you know, when I met him, um, maybe fifteen. But when I met him, he was like a big brother. You know, Boss was already in his early twenties. You know what I'm saying? Um, he was as far as a producer. Boss is one of the greatest producers in the history of rap to me, you know what I'm saying? Especially coming out of Houston. He he's one of the ones that gave the sound to rap a lot or to um you know, um not taking no credit but giving credit to rap a lot. Boss is one of the the premier producers. He was one of the ones that was down from day one. Him and Crazy C, um um Beto, like they built that you no, know, they had they had a sound, you know, that, that um and Boss is one of the ones that was that helped to do that, you know what I'm saying? He was a great producer. As far as like our personal relationship, like I say, Boss is like a big bro. So he used to always be getting on my getting on me and stuff, you know what I'm saying? And telling me what I need to do. And I and, and sometimes I was rebellious, you know, you know how you are with a big brother. But um for the most part that was my big bro, man. He taught me he taught me how to write in bars. He taught me um he, he taught me a lot about the music, you know, um at the time. Um so you know, Boss is R.I.P. the boss, man. I love him. We still represent for boss. If it weren't for boss, none of this would be possible. Right. So how did y'all end up becoming four D? Okay. Um, like I say, I made the demo. Me and Boss started to build a relationship. Boss started telling me to come to the different rapper I shows. So I started jumping in the mix with them. Um, meeting a lot of the guys that I looked up to, like Big Melo. Um, you know. Um. Man, the whole rap light at the time, man, the ghetto boys, um, you know, all those guys. So, um, with Four Deep, they Boss actually OG Style was still together when I got when I got when I met Boss, but they right. started to go their way. They had a problem, whatever they problem was, I don't know. R.I.P. to E too. That's my boy. I love him too. OG Style, but um, they broke up, and Boss was like, he you know he want to do another group, and Boss Boss and another guy named W.G. He's the one singing on Rolling Four D. He was rapping at okay. first. W G W G Cool Rod. Cool was really like like a hype man at first. Cool wasn't really rapping at first either. He was working on a separate project which was a reggae album. Um um okay, so it was Boss, it was W G and I think three two was gonna be in the group. And then they what? added me. But see the but three two can can join for the, the group was called Fourth Dimension at first. And, and at that point, three two couldn't join the group because he had something going on with rap a lot. You know, he was caught up in a contract with with another record label, so that's why he couldn't drop his album. But um, when I when I came into the to the group, they were called Fourth Dimension, and um, you know um, he bought me in like I was a, he was like, come on, I'm gonna give you a chance, man, and I'm gonna give you this song to rap on. Then he gave me another song, and and before I knew it, I became like the pre the 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 one doing all the rapping in in the group. You know what I'm saying? And then the, the guy WG, he decided he didn't want to rap no more, so they only let me boss. And then Cool Rod came in, and we said, well, since WG ain't gonna be in the group no more, we need somebody to be the fourth member. And it wasn't nobody around, cause three, three, two couldn't do it, like I said, cause it's contract problem. 
So what we did, we decided to say the fourth person is going to be the strap on the floor. Because when we riding with Boss, he always had a gun in the car. So that was the fourth person. It was me, Cool, Boss, and the gun. You know what I'm saying? The strap on the floor was the fourth person. And, um, and then um, around the time when we were working on the, another day in the jungle, like I say, the name was Fourth Dimension, but we was, like me being a youngster in the group, you know, I was in the streets. So I was always hip and fly, you know, and knew what was going on. So I, I suggested that we be more like four deep to the fourth dimension. Like, let's call, change the four deep because we, you know, we ride four deep in Houston. You know what I'm saying? So Boss loved the idea, you know, and we and we put our minds together, and that's how four deep was born. Right. And so, look, now, I need you to clear this up. Now, uh, a couple of months ago, they found out that uh, a chick was supposed to have been in the group too, Infinity. Who in, oh no, Infinity is only rapping on on one song on our album. She's only rapping on Bring Your Ass, you know what I'm saying? And I right. think that we helped her with a verse. But um um Infinity, we knew about Infinity because Infinity also had rapped on UGK's album. She rapped on on on, on their second album. And um Boss knew her, however he knew her, I don't know, and she wanted to get on our stuff, so I think I wrote her rap for her and um she got on there, you know what I'm saying? But now nah, she right. wasn't in the group though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, on the second album we had Big Black, so since we had Infinity on there, Boss was like, let's put a female on the second album. So we was we was messing with Big Black. Big Black was our partner. Um, she got on the on the second album, but it, it was it was only three members in four D. That was me, Boss, and Cool. You know what I'm saying? And we also had on the second album our partner Strawberry, Little Daddy from the Hardy Boys. R.I.P. to him too. You know what I'm saying? He was about to be a member, but by the time that we got to that point. We was going through um like contract problems with our record label and financial problems, so I left the group. So I don't think that that's why that never came to pass. The four of us, me, Boss, Cool, and um Lil Daddy, because I left right. the group, so they kind of left. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I was always wondering how come you wasn't on the Deep for Life album. You know what happened with that, bro? Like we was on tour, and um that's what Deep for Life. We was on tour working on but what's really going on album, and I was freestyling, and in one of my freestyles, I said, some, some, four, deep, deep for life, and it stuck with us. So that's where that came from, first of all. And then, you know, um, Boss was always talking about doing, like, like doing an album where it was it was half me and half cool, and we were going to call it, we were going to have, like, like, for instance, my side of the album was going to be straight street, and cool side was going to be, like, the next level, like, like kind of like with some testimonial music, you know what I'm saying? Right. But we never got to do that either. But the but when Bob started telling me that concept, mm-hmm. when Bob started telling me that concept, like I was going through personal things in my life, so like I was like, man, I want to rap for God right now. You know, I, I was going like I said, I had been stabbed, I had been in the streets. You know, I was in a different space than they were right then because I was all the way in the streets. So I was like, man, I'm, I'm feeling this want to rap for God. So long story short, I started to actually call out to God and my life started to go in a direction at that time. So I was like, I want to do an album then, boss. If y'all not going to use the title, I'm leaving the group. But when I leave, I'm going to take the D for life with me and I'm going to do an album called D for life. You know what I'm saying? Cause we were going to do four D D for life, but it was just a concept. So I told boss, when I leave the group boss, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the idea of D for life and it's going to, and I'm, I'm going to do a D for life album and I'm going to dedicate it to God like a testimony app. And boss at the time he was down with it. You know, he was like, whatever, man, whatever you want to do, you know, that type of stuff. So I left the group, and I started to work on my album. It was called um, Class 1 Presents D for Life, and it's like a compilation 
with me and a couple of guys from like my, well, I'm um, from Greens Point, and um, but it was like a testimonial album, no cursing, no none of that on it, and um, you know, I dropped my D for Life album in '96, '90, late '95, early '96, and I think they dropped their the fourth D D for Life album around the same time, and um, you know, but that's basically where it came from. But I'm not on that album, no. It, it's just that we both had that. We knew what D for Life meant, and we both did a D for Life album. You know what I'm saying? But it's still a blessing that we both got a chance to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because a uh, personal story with me, man, when, when, because I was, I was so deep on the, I was so heavy on Four Deep at that time, man, when the Deep for Life album had came out, I had got me a, a shirt out brush because, you know, my nickname is Fresh, and I had uh, Fresh on there right up under, I had Deep for Life, and people were wondering... Yeah, they they was wondering what what the D for life had stood for, and I just straight up told her, hey, I said that that's one of my one of the albums from one of my favorite groups, man. I said it's really nothing nothing personal, you know. I said right. it's just one of my favorite groups. But you know what? Not to cut you out, but from my perspective, that's what I'm saying. See, my album was called D for Life, One Foot in the Grave. So the title right. of my album was One Foot in the Grave, and the whole movement was D for Life. And what, what D for Life meant to me and where I was at that time was that the deepest feeling is going to be either be love or hate, right? Right. So we, I chose love. Love to be the deepest feeling that I, that I represent. So the deep was love for life. Life is God. So that was really love for God. The whole reason I done that album was that, that was my concept, love for God. That's why it's no cursing on it. That's why it sounds like thank the Lord and it's time to repent. I wasn't trying to be a gospel rapper, but... At the time, at the at the present time, then I wanted to represent what I was thinking and feeling at the time. And the guys who got on the album, they also was at a, at a crossroads. I actually even caught when I left for deep. I started my own label, and that's the label that we still got right now. We've been we've been rolling for twenty years now. It's called um, Crossroad Records because I was at a crossroad at the time. So I came out with the D for Life album. You know what I'm saying? Right. So how right. many solo projects did you put out? I put out, um, you know, um, I, I mean, if you want to count the D for Life as my first, but really my first official solo project would be, would be um, the the um, the one the one the um, the Once in a Blue Moon album, Class One, Once in a Blue Moon. That's the one when I when I debuted Slim Thug on Give It Up and um, and UGK and Papa Rue are on there too. Um, UGK is on the song called Peep Your Gal and Papa Rue is on the song called All Night Long. So that was a good album. It came out in '99. That was a great album. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, yeah, I got that album. Then I got a mixtape, a mixtape underground album. Um, but it's more like a compilation. It's called Block Music. That's Class One and the and Class One and Cohorts. You know. Um, so that's two. Then I got a, I got a Swisher House album out that Michael Watts put out for me. Um, it's 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 Swisher House and and Crossroad. It's called the one and only past, present, and future. It's just like a lot of my flows, like a greatest hits album. Um, I think um, that's that's pretty much it right there. And I, you know, I've been working on I'm, I'm working on my next project, my next solo album. But I don't, I got a few titles I'm I'm playing around with. You know what I'm saying? And right now, me and Jay Jones are working on the Fifty Six Ways album too. And we're also working on another um, cohort, the Block Music album, uh, um, an underground mixtape. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because cool. One, of, hey. one of Yeah, tell us about that cohort. What is that all about? See, okay, cohorts now, you know, I, I started out with 4D. 
the first group I was actually in, too, was a group called Grand Theft. That's me and my partner, 10 Grand. He from Compton. Well, he from out here, but he had moved to Compton. He moved back to Houston. But anyway, him and a couple more of my other partners, we had a group called Grand Theft. We was winning a lot of contests on the north side when we were teenagers. That's when I met Boss. Long story short. So I started out with Grand Theft. Then Boss blessed me and put me in 4D. And the next, the next group that y'all going to hear about Class 1 being in is a group called Cohorts. You know, that's class one in the cohorts, you know what I'm saying? And cohorts, if you look up the word cohorts in a dictionary, it means a band of warriors or like your companion. So it's just basically we saying that we we are a band of warriors. We are rock, we're not a rock band, we're a rap band. You know, we're a band of warriors. And the acronym for cohorts is K-O-H-O-R-T-S. And every letter means something. The K is for kinship. The O is for um, the kinship of... Hustlers, outlaws, riders, thugs, and soldiers. That's the cohorts. The kinship of hustlers, outlaws, riders, thugs, and soldiers. It's kind of like something like Tupac and the outlaws. Um, it's it's, it's going to be reminiscent of that because I'm the OG of the group class one, and then you got my cohorts, which is Jay Jones, DJ Baz, and a couple of Mola homies. We're putting the group together right now. And, like, basically, I'm like the big homie and they the future. You know what I'm saying? But, see, the difference between the cohort album and a four deep or a class one album or a Jay Jones album is on the cohort album. We got a, we got a, we got a, a, a mindset and, and a concept. All we talking about is, is politics, the streets, God, you know, things that people need to, that we, it's like, it's like listen to the cohort album is going to be like, listen to the black news, to like the news from the block. You know what I'm saying? We're going to bring y'all the news live and direct from the block. That's why we make block music, you know what I'm saying? If y'all can get the concept of that. The cohorts, it stands for the kinship of hustlers, outlaws, riders, and soldiers. And it's basically saying that we make black music, you know, it's going to be talk- on the cohort project, we're going to be talking about politics, religion, guns, money, um, things that's going on in the world because it's not enough music being made like that, you know what I'm saying? You know, we're never going to try to preach to nobody, but we're going to try to enlighten people on some things that we know. We're going to try to share some info with people on the cohorts. You know, and like I say, I would compare the cohorts to the outlaws or to, like, a Mr. Public Enemy in the NWA, like, mixed together. You know what I'm saying? That's our goal on the cohorts. You know, we actually got a goal. Whenever we get together like the, with the cohorts, it's like getting together and forming votes on You know, like I said, it'll be me. Jay Jones, Baz, and, and, and a couple more of our homies that we that we putting together right now. And we hand picking the members to make sure everybody's on one note, one accord, and everybody feels the same way as possible as can. But yeah, that that'll be the next group. That'll be my next and final group that I'd be a part of. You know, it'll never be another group like 4D. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I thank God for that opportunity. But um, the future is the cohorts, class one and the cohorts. You know what I'm saying? Kinship or hustles, outlaws, riders, thugs, and soldiers. You know, we make music for the movement, not for the moment. You know, a lot of music that we hear is not only for the moment. You know, but we yeah. try to make music for the movement. So that's what a cohort is about. Right. Right. Yeah, so back during the, the 4D days, was it any other labels trying to find y'all? Well, when we were 4D, we were going, the, the Another Day in the Jungle was going to come out on Rap Alive. You know, we always had a relationship with Jay Prince, you know, um, right. you know, especially do, especially with Boss, but I had my own relationship with Jay. Like, when I when I was in a teenager, Rap Alive wanted to sign me. You know, um, I used to um, 
Big Chief used to come pick me up from high school and bring me to the rap a lot offices when they were on Jones Road. You know, I always, you know, I always, and I used to be in, in when Lil Jay, or I'm bad, when Jay Prince had a, he had a crib called a Rhinestone Wrangler on the north side of Houston. And I used to be in the crib when I was like 14, just trying to, you know, I, I don't know, I just got in. And, and like Jay used to bring me, me and my partner, Tim Green, and let us come into his office. I done met Salt and Pepper there. You know, a lot of stories I met through Jay back then, you know what I'm saying? Because Jay always stood for me. And, like, he'll bring me in his office, and he'll let me hear different little demos and be like, what you think about this, boy? And I tell him, man, I don't like this shit. Whatever. You know, he'll throw it in the trash, you know what I'm saying? He always did um, respect my opinion. You know, I was young then, but he always knew it was something about me. So as far as my relationship with rap a lot, I love respect and honor rap a lot, no matter what nobody's got to say about him. I, I believe Jay Prince is the boss, you know what I'm saying? And I've seen this come from, like, taking rap a lot to a whole other level because I was there when I was 14. So anyway, we was going to sign with rap a lot, but the, the reason we didn't sign with rap a lot because they had to put out, like, four or five more albums before they put out. See, our album was finished because, remember, Boss was the producer, and we had access right. to the studio. So we was we was on top of our shit. We was done. Like, boom, our album finished, Jay, and it probably blew Jay mind because we was used to like, getting on them niggas' ass to work, but he didn't have to do that with us. So we had me and Jay. Jay loved the album, but Jay was just like, hold on, we got to... We got a, a format. We got to drop these niggas. We've been promoting them. We got them. Then we'll drop y'all next year. And we were so hungry. We was like, nah, Jay, we, we're good. So what we did, Jay told us, well, what y'all can do then, um, y'all going to do y'all thing. It just hollered me on the back end, on the business end. So we went to Itchy Bun. You know, we went to Itchy Bun. And they're, they're the ones that put out um, Ain't No Future in Your Front, MC Breed. So we went to them. They gave us a deal. And we, you know, we took it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, when we had a middleman, which was Albatross Records. See, that's where our problem came in, the middleman. Because it was, it was Itchy Bun, Albatross, and us. So by the time it came time for us to get our money, we didn't get no money on the first album, that type of shit. You know, and then the next label that we signed with was Solar Records. And if y'all know any, anything about Solar Records, that's Sounds of Los Angeles Records. They put out, like, um, Lakeside. They put out, matter of fact, the same guy that on Soul Train, on Solar Records, Dick Griffey. He also put out the Deep Cover soundtrack. He put out um, Shalimar. Like, it's a lot of, a lot of like, early 80s groups they put out on Solar Records. They, they was a big group, a big label. So we signed with Solar. But once again, we had a middleman, which was Albatross Records, um, Darren Gates. So when it was time for us to get paid on the next album, we didn't get paid either, and that's when I got frustrated. You know, because I didn't know the business then, and I'm free from the streets. So by this time, I'm looking for some money, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it didn't happen, so I left the group, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's how that happened. So was there any other uh, companies that was trying to uh, trying to get you on? Well, okay, that was that was Rap-A-Lot, Solar, Ichiban. And to be honest with you, at that time with 4D, it probably was other people trying to, but I wasn't really into the business. All I was doing was rapping, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah. wasn't, I wasn't into what, like, boss them will take care of that and they'll tell us later. You know, I wasn't really into that. You know, but once I left for a deep, once I left for a deep, and I dropped the, um, I dropped my, my, um, Once in a Blue Moon album, I did go to New York on a deal, but my entertainment attorney did something and messed me out the deal. I went on a solo deal, um, with a, with a label out there, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, it never, it never came to fruition either, you know what I'm saying? Because, of, like I say, one thing about the music business, if you're not on top of your business or have someone that that loves to represent you 
and they mm. believe in you, and their their business is not gonna work. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, um, that's just what that's just what happened with that. But you know, right now, man, thank God. You know, one thing about it, man, I always include God with it, and I know He gave me the time to do this thing. But one thing, man, I thank God right now. You know, my little nephew Jay Jones and Mike Jones, they doing their thing. So I think they got something going on with Warner Brothers. I don't want to get too much up right now. But you know, I think we're gonna pop in soon, man. All we got to do is stay busy. We just got to stay consistent and stay busy, and we back at it. Yeah, and and another thing, Claire, um, since you was with rapper like most of the time, do you know anything about when Jay was uh, affiliating himself with Suge, when when Suge was starting the Delphi Records at the time? I'm not going to lie. During that time, like I say, I just remember, like, them coming out with the Deep Cover soundtrack, and it was a new song from Dr. Dre from NWA, and he had a nigga named Snoop on there. And then come to find out, they was they was associated with Solar Records. But I didn't at that time though, I didn't even know that Jay was associating with them. But you know, Jay is a world a world renowned man. Jay Jay been in the game from day one. It was nobody in the beginning, but to my remembrance, but Def Jam Records didn't rap a lot, being Luke Records, being everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So Jay Prince been in the game since like eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. So it ain't no surprise to me that he do know people like that, and he you know he got so much clout in the game. But I, I really wasn't um I really didn't know the details of it. You know, it, like I say, when I heard the Chronic album and it had Bushwick Bill and they had people, it had Ace Town, and then when Three Two came back from L.A. and he was like, we were supposed to be the first group on Death Row. Like when he was telling us that and he was giving us the game on it, that's when I found out. That was like '92. 92, you know what I'm saying, when we were working on another day in the zone. That's because 3-2 was staying with Snoop Dogg. So that's really right. when I first started hearing about them dudes. I didn't know nothing about Snoop Dogg or the Dogg Pound, but he came back from California, him and Big Mike. Then he started to tell us about what they were getting ready to do and how he had wrote songs for Snoop and all that shit. And, like, whatever Snoop Dogg said, and really though, really though, when I, you know, he got that from 3-2. That's 3-2. You know, yeah. a lot of that swag is 3-2, right. So, you know, but personally with what Jay got going on with Shug, like I say, Jay, Jay, Jay is a businessman, you know, and, and he's a well-respected man. He's been in the game since day one. So I'm, I'm sure Jay got ties with, with the streets, period. You know what I'm saying? You know, he, 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 he tied in with, with, with Larry Hoover. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of stuff that I don't know about Jay. But what I do know about Jay is that, you know, he's a cool dude. Every time I've been in his presence, it's been cool, it's been respect. Um, and he's a businessman. I respect him because how he – I respect him because it's about rap a lot, and that's what it's supposed to be about. You know what I'm saying? He's a businessman. Whenever you sign a contract with Jay Prince, I'm sure Jay's not making you sign nothing with him, but if you go in there without a lawyer, that's on you. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like if I go to Universal Records and they give me a contract and they say, take this to your lawyer, and I say, man, fuck a lawyer or, or forget a lawyer. I'm a, I want to just sign this shit. They're not going to stop me from signing. You see what I'm saying? And they not either. So that's just business. If somebody come to Crossroads, like in my record label, I'm going to try to tell them, man, go get you a lawyer. But my interest is the music business, and my business is my label. You know what I'm saying? And keeping that afloat. So I respect the game. You know what I'm saying? And, and I also know that, you know, I'm sure Jay, just like any 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 respectable CEO, is going to try to educate their artists. You know what I'm saying? So Jay's always been like that with me. Like I say, I never signed a rapper. I've been in Jay's office with him numerous of times when I was a teenager. 
And this man is asking me, what do you think about this song? What do you think about that? And I'm like, bro, right. I don't like this shit. Jay, and Jay throw it in the trash. You know, that's the kind of relationship I had with him. Right. Right, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, and, and plus in them early days, y'all was hanging with UGK too? Man, UGK, them my partners, man. You know, Slim, uh, uh, Pimp and Bum, man. Uh, man, you know, like I say, that's another relationship for I met them when we were 16 years old. They had just done something good. To, um, okay, well, look, this is what happened. We was at a club. I, I was doing a, I was doing a, a little rap contest at a club called Kogamos. Long story short, I called the number on the back of the UGK tape. Bun B answered the phone because he used to work at the flea market, big time records. He used to work there. So anyway, when he answered the phone, I told him, I said, hey, I, I, I want a rap contest, and the guy that owned the club wanted me to do a concert, and he wanted me to get some groups to open up. So Bun was like, man, we want to do it. We want to do it. And I was like, okay, if you want to do it, man, I'm going to look out for y'all. I'm going to give y'all $100, you know what I'm saying? Because we was getting paid off the door. And he and Bun was like, I ain't bit, you know what I'm saying? So long story short, um, um, the, the show came around. Um, UGK came. We met. We became friends, went out to eat after that, and we've been friends since then. So that's how I met UGK at a club called Kogamos because I was having a concert and I liked their music and I wanted them to open up for me and they came opened up and 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 but the 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 rest of the story to that is like a week after they opened up for me they blew up like tell me something good blew up and they became stars you know what I'm saying so that's that's kind of crazy you know what I'm saying you know we were all teenagers then I had a little a little um, crowd from being on the north side so a lot of the kids at the club was there to see me. So um, they didn't even know UGK. A lot of them didn't, you know what I'm saying? So when they were on, on stage doing Tell Me Something Good, I remember the kids, like, walking away, like, they weren't interested. But, like, a week later, they played Tell Me Something Good on 979 on the rush of the flesh, and everybody rushed it, and they blew up after that, you know what I'm saying? So I've been I've been knowing them since, like, 92, too. UGK, I yeah. met them when I was 16. Yeah, so what's up your fondest memories about Pimp C? My funnest memory about Pimp C, man, okay. Man, you know, I got so many of them, man, because I've been knowing Pimp for so long, and we was like brothers, too. Um, yeah. And Mama West, Pimp C Mama, too. Mama West was going to manage me one time, too, but that's another story. But um, but with Pimp, man, I, okay, I remember when he, got out of, when he got out of jail, and me and my girl went, um, me and my fiance, we went to see him. He got out of jail. We went to see him, and when we got to the club, it was almost over with. He had just got that brand-new Bentley that Jay bought in the silver one. So we, when we got to the club, everybody was standing. Like I, a lot of people was outside already, but there was a big crowd still inside too. But we knew that it was over with, so we was like, "Dang, man, we ain't make it." And I knew he was still there because I seen the Bentley in the front. So I told my girl, "Come on, let's go. Let's go up there and see if we see him coming out." So anyway, when we was going to the to the front of the club, at the the side door was open and nobody was there. So we uh, we just went in the side door like, "Woo, here we go." <laughs> so we slid in the side door. Long story short. And they had like the the VIP taped off the other tape. Jay Jay was in there, um, Jay Prince was in there, you know, important people and Pimp was in there. So I slid up under the yellow tape and I went up to him. And when I was walking up to Pimp, his bodyguard, that big dude that that was with him in the, you know, you probably seen him in a couple of his videos. Matter of fact, yeah. the same guy that got shot on, on the video shoot with my, you know, that video. But anyway, I'm walking up to Pimp and he don't know me, so he stand up and he kind of pushed me out. And I just remember Pimps um, jumping up and going off on him. He was like, man, that's my homeboy. That's my homeboy, Clay. You know what I'm saying? 
you know what I'm saying? I just, that was loud to me, you know, and then me and him hood and all that. And the first thing he asked me, what you want to do? You want to get with UGK Ruggs? You know, that's just how it was. Every time he see me, he asked me, do I want to be with UGK Ruggs? You know, that's that's one of my, my fondest memories of him. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, and I, I got some more, too. Like, I, like um, I remember when we were teenagers and tell me something good had blew up. And it was a club called the Underground on Antoine. And Pimp wanted me and 10 grand to come to the club with him, you know, because they used to be, like, he, he wasn't quite the showman that he turned out to be. Like, before he go on stage, he'll be kind of scared and stuff. So he wanted us to go out before him and get the crowd caught. So we used to do that for him. But anyway, this night right here, we went to the club, they rocked the show, and me and my partner then went back to Greenspoint. But when we got back home, Pimp called me, was like, man, come back, man, come back out here. Man, Russell won't give us our money. Russell won't give us our money. And, I, and I'm saying this out of respect for Russell. I love Russell, too. Russell, big Russell Washington, uh, shout out to Big Time. That's my boy. You know, we were young men. We were like 15. Russell was a grown man. But Russell had their money from the show. So me, me and my partner went back out there, and we had guns and stuff. You know, we was kind of wild. So anyway, we went and, and met Pimp and Bun, and we went to Russell House. And I remember it was like in the wee hours because the show was like over at two. So it was probably like four in the morning by this time, three, four in the morning. So anyway, we knocking on Russell's door, beating on the door. We got guns and stuff. Russell comes to the door. He got his boxes on. He's like, man, what is y'all doing in my door? Pimp like, man, I want my money, man. I want my money. All those stuff. And I'm, I'm right there with him. Yeah, man, get Pimp and money. So anyway, the man slammed the door in our face. We knocked on the door again. This time we showed him the guns. And his wife like, oh, they got guns. They got guns. So they slammed the door. And then a little while after there, you know, we still wouldn't leave, though. We young, wild. I know Bun, Bun was like, man, let's go. We out tripping. Let's go. But anyway, me, you know, me and Pim, we was like, hell nah, we ain't going nowhere. We to get this money. So anyway, Russell came outside and he, with his hop coat on. And he was like, say, man, just get away from my house. Take the money. Get away. Just get away. So he threw the money on the ground. It was like a big wild of money. And I remember Bun, Bun was like, come on, man, forget the money. Let's go, man. Let's go. And me and Pimp, we were arguing over the money, like, get the money, get the money, you know what I'm saying? So we grabbed the money out the ground and burned off. And um, like I was telling my partner the other day, that, that's the same night that um, that Jay Prince, like, when we got back to Bun's apartment after we left Russell's, Pimp, Jay Prince called Pimp. Like, or Jay, Pimp called Jay or whatever. I don't know, they had met at the club and changed numbers, but they hooked up that night. And ever since that night, uh, I think Pimp C had to go back to Port Arthur. And Jay Prince came and scooped him up that night and, and drove him back to PAT, you know what I'm saying? I remember that, you know what I'm saying? And, they, and they've had a bun ever since then. And and, and after this, big, um, UGK got off the Big Time Records and they signed the Jive Records. So, you know, that, that's some of my um, my, my fondest memories. Of, you know, an, another memory, man, like whenever we was doing Peep Your Gal and he was beefing with, with, with Master P and he was telling me that, that he didn't like Jay-Z he didn't like Master P, and he didn't like Jay Z because Tupac didn't like him. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and he was telling me he didn't. Um, he loved Tupac. You know, just like I do. And he was also telling me he's going to run with Master P, and I'm not gonna ride with him, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get down with you, GK, whoever. And you know, basically, I just say, hell yeah, I'm gonna ride with you. whatever you want to do. Pim, I'm down with it. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's how our relationship was. You know what I'm saying? Those are some of my funnest memories with him, though. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and another thing, what I had always wondered back then, like I said, I was one of y'all biggest fans coming up. I always right. wonder how come y'all, y'all didn't have a lot of features, man. Y'all wouldn't feature on a lot of other cast projects. Now, you know, with the features, man, 
Back then, too, man, you got to think about it. 93, 94, like the features started coming in later, like with Master P them, like at that era. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, when we was doing it, bro, it was just about the group. Like if you notice, NWA didn't have features. Um, Ghetto Boys didn't have, you know what I'm saying? It's like um, UGK didn't have features. We just, that ain't what it was. It was just about us, you know what I'm saying? You know, like a, a game changed like a little later and everybody got features now. You know, we just we just didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? We the feature. It was featuring 4D. The album was right. really going on, featuring 4D. You know what I'm saying? It was about us, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because but, you I know, we had always too. You know, like I say, 3-2 on our team, that's my brother. I remember myself, and 3-2 was a legend to me. You know, we had 3-2 on the first 4 album. Um, and the features that we had, they were bam. They were like, nobody who was bigger than us. You know what I'm saying? We were all equal. You know what I'm saying? I was saying, like, for, like, compilations go, yeah, because I was saying, I was, it would have been cool if 4-D would have been on, like, the Down South Hustlers album, you know, that compilation that they had or, you know, right, uh, right. like the um, body soundtrack. You know, right, like right. You know, right. you know what, man? You know, you know what, fam? With 4D, man, a lot of people, if you a rapper, bro, and you from that era, I'm sure you know about 4D. If you, because me, like, see, the kind of rap I am, I'm in the underground stuff. So I'm into the streets and underground music. So I'm going to know about everybody. That's how I found out about UGK. But anyway, yeah. you know, you can't tell me that these rappers don't know about 4D. But it just, I believe at the time when, like, Master P and the South was making a move like that, we was already ahead of them, and we had broke up as a group. So that's why they couldn't right. get at us. We were not there doing nothing. I don't think it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it, I definitely know we got respect and love in the game. And when people find out and they put the name with the face, they're like, oh, that's 4D. I remember that song. But, you know, at the time when, when the South was making a move, um, we just went together as a group, so we could move with them. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what was you when you had heard that Big Boss had passed? No, I knew Boss passed because I was with him. I was me and my girl. We was with him um, the day the day before he passed. We took him food to the oh, hospital, okay. and he passed. Yeah, that me and Boss, we was real close before he passed. Like I say, we had worked on a foreclosure album. That's the last official Four Deep album. We got back together after we broke up. We broke up in '94 and got back together in 2004. So that's that's live. You know what I'm saying? And the album is called Foreclosure. And we working on the album, but Boss was sick. And and then I had an incident at Boss Studio where I accidentally backed into the to the building, and, and he was mad at me over there. So we had we had kind of broke up again. You know what I'm saying? And but before he died, um, you know, I had got back with him. We was laughing, joking, making plans about what we were gonna do um, on the next Four Deep album after foreclosure. Um, we were getting ready to talk to Interscope Records. We had a plug with them. Um, the source was about to do a story on us. It was a lot for them to go on with Four Deep. Um, but Boss passed away. Um, you know, yeah, we was getting ready to make a move. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so. But, been been in the game as long as that you've been in it. Uh, I know you've seen a lot of changes and a, and a lot of transitions. Uh, from your point of view, what what's the difference in the industry now? You know, nowadays versus the way it was when you got into it. I say like the biggest if, if, if difference is, you know, uh, it ain't no such thing as sending your demo in no more. <laughs> you know, I know I know boy, I remember EPMD had a song. Please listen to my demo. Um, you know, like, you know, man, um, it's, it's it's a lot of differences, man. Like, the Internet, you know, there is no more record stores, so the Internet, everything is on the Internet. 
Um, you know, it's a good and a bad for that, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, uh, a lot of street promotions is out now because you, you just promote on the Internet. I, I, I used to like the street promotions just being up close to the people and passing out flowers and postcards. But, um, I mean, stuff like that, like the record stores being closed, um, you know, um, you know, everything digital now. You can record you can record a song in your restroom now. When we was coming up you had to go to the studio and it took hours to make one song. Um, you know, um I think now though it's a lot of more money in the music industry and the artists are and the artists have gotten smarter and wiser and they know how to be their own boss, you know, and um that's what we all on right now. You know, like my little nephew Jay Jones, man, we call him young boss because that's his mind state and I'm glad that he's he's in this generation. And then I also want to say, man, like, like you can call me old school, but man, I can rap with the with 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 Drake. I can also rap with Grandmaster Flash. You know, it don't matter to me, man. I'm gonna get on the song and I'm gonna do me. You know, um, you know, and if I ain't one of the best, I'm the greatest. You know, but I do gotta, I do want to give respect and, and um to the new school too, to like the young artists, man, because they keep it going. You know, I'm not I'm not one of them guys who be like um the kind of rap that Soldier Boy and them doing or they doing, because I can understand the rap game. All of that is needed because you got everybody got their fan base, and we all need all of that is needed to keep the rap game surviving like it is. So I never knock like, man, them new niggas whack. Then I don't get out like that. You know, if you down with hip hop and you jamming, you jamming. I don't care if you 18 or 58. If you if you part of the hip hop movement, I'm gonna take my hand off. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people which is rapping, man, like old school, new school. But you know, when it comes to rock music or R and B or all that, these people are still rocking shows, man. They fifty, sixty years old. They still going on tour. They still making music, and they fans don't do them like that. So that's right. something that I, that I hope changes in hip hop because we all then gave our life to this thing, man. And if we still can rock a show, rock a crowd, rock a beat, we ought to still be able to sell records or go on tour and do our thing. You know what I'm saying? Our fan base. Just feel support and grow with us. You know what I'm saying? That's I just, I just think it's about making good music. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly. Right. And and it's funny that you say that because <clears throat> me, Danky, and uh, our other co-hosts, you know, Diesel and Bumblecloud, be talking to them, and uh, we always bring this up that out of all those song genres, hip hop is the only one that have that black eye on them. Like, you know, you right. you got these classic artists. These OGs, they ain't like, oh, man, they too old, man. But, you know, you right, got, like, right. Patty LaBelle or Black Savage. They could go and they to it. They, 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 they consider legends. They consider and they are. You know, but, and, and man, you know, it's crazy, man, because, like I say, these people paved the way, and these people are great, too, man, you know. And, and I feel like, but I also feel like this, too, though. You have to stay relevant, too, you know, because nobody right. want to hear – Nobody want to hear, like, these kids don't want to hear. They don't want to hear this. You know what I'm saying? They want to hear something that's relevant. You know, and right now, a lot of guys that's relevant, they got harmonies. They like, you know, back then, there wasn't no singing in your raps. Boys is harmonizing, and they and they, and they, they, they going high, you know? So I just pick them, you know what I'm saying? You know, you got to say relevant. Whether you old school or new school, you have to know what's going on. You have to buy some current events. You know what I'm saying? You can't be on the old school stuff either trying to stick with the youngsters. It's like that with anything, though. I think it's like that with sport, with basketball, you know, with anything. If you, if you can't stay on the court with LeBron, if you're too old, if you if you like a Michael Jordan, you great. you Michael Jordan, you great. But if you can't keep up with LeBron and Kobe, you got to get out the court, get out of their way. You know what I'm saying? 
Right. But, you know, right. I'm, I'm the type of artist, like I say, speaking on me myself now, I'm going to keep up with them. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to keep up with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to stay running and I stay in the mix. Well, this in the street. I'm going to the music. I'm going to get a lot of junk in, like, You know what I'm saying? The street rhythm. Like, so, you know, I kind of balance it out like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, thank you. You got something you want to ask? Yeah, who uh who influenced you? Who who influenced you in the game? The guy oh man, I can say abs are artists. Well, um, you know, shout out to my sister Martina, which is Jay Jones' mother. She had three tapes. She had Michael Jackson Thriller, she had New Edition, Candy Girl and all that, and she had um Run DMC, Rockbox. Yeah, and um man, when I heard Run DMC, man, I, you know, I fell in love with rap, man. Yeah. It'll be like it'll be like Run DMC's first two albums, which Rock Box and The King of Rock. And then when I heard LL Cool J solo album, like Radio and Bad, that was it. I wanted to be like LL. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know. And then, and then of course, you know, it, it's artists who later on influenced me and took me to the next level. You know, and that'll be like Raw Ricky Raw from a group called Raw Flush. They yeah. was on rap a lot. Um, it'll be Scarface. You know, DJ Action, Scarface. And you know, mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be Ice Cube, O'Shea Jackson, Ice Cube. You know, and mm-hmm. also like Eric B and Rock Kim and Big Daddy Kane. Them would be the rappers that influenced me. You know. Right. And then then I got albums also that influenced me. Like I say, like LL Cruz, they first two albums, Radio and Bad, and then the Beastie Boys, Life is the Ill. They influenced me. That right. album was a big influence. It's one of my favorite hip hop albums, you know. And then, you know, later on down the line, who you have to be you have to be a dead person to not be influenced by Tupac and Big. So, they, you know, okay. definitely Tupac, Big, oh, and Fat Pat. I think Fat Pat was on the way to being great. He was great, you know, so I love Fat Pat, too, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Tupac, Big, and Fat Pat, too. I got to throw them in there. Already. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, Claire, where can everybody reach at? Man, y'all can reach me at... um. Man, you know, as far as phone number, man, you can call me direct like Mike Jones. <laughs> Say, man, hey, my number, man, I got a couple of numbers, man, 832-800-7866. Or, you know, um, hit Jay Jones, man, 214-455-9637. You know, uh, or you can also find me, Class 1. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. If you go on YouTube and Google Class 1 or put in Class or you can just go on Google. And put in class one, and everything about me gonna come up. Just put in K L A S space O N E, K L A S space O N E, and my whole about everything gonna come up on me on Google. I'm on Google, you know what I'm saying? So uh, y'all look out for me, man. Like I say, right now my next project is class one and Jay Jones, Fifty Six Ways, the next uh-huh. level. Oh, be the next project we come out with. And we're going to have some surprises on there, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, oh, I also want to shout out to Lil Mario, to Magno, to Slim Thug, and to my little bro and my and my partner, J-Dow. I want to shout out to them because um, they're my partners, too, man. And, and A.D. Green, A.D. from Swisher House, A.D. Agent Green on lock, man. That's my boy. And I want to shout out to Paul Slater, Sticky Boy. He on Death Row. He on Polanski Unit. That's my brother. I love him. We our cohorts, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, you know, that's that's my immediate, like, music. My, my like, Zaydow, Mario, and Slim, them the little homies that blew up, and they grown me and now, and I respect them for what they did and what they doing. You know what I'm saying? So I got to shout out to Boss Hog Out Loud. You know what I'm saying? 
Exactly. Yeah, so uh, let, let's kind of get on the Slim Thug for a minute, man. How, how was he, you know, in the beginning, man? How was who? Yeah, uh, Slim Thug. You know, how you... Slim you, Thug, you, man, Slim yeah, Thug. you seen his evolution. Slim Thug, man. Slim Thug, man, that's Dave Thomas, man. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but I'm going to say a lot of people don't notice this. I'm going to tell you how close Slim Thug is. You know his name is Slim Thug. It's an S and a T, Slim Thug. And his real name is A. Thomas, an S and a T, so that'll tell you right there. <laughs> so his whole mind state of thinking, if you see what I'm saying, from the time he even thought of his rap name, he was very particular, articulate. He was, he wanted to do, you know what I'm saying? How he done it, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, Slim Thug, man, I met him, he was 17 years old. Shout out to my homeboy, Tay Day, that's his little brother. I had a song called Give It Up. I was working on my, my album, Once in the Blue Moon, and Tay happened to be in my house, and he wanted to get on the song. And I was like, I, I want, it's a dude named Slim Thug, man, I've been hearing about it. I want him on this song. And Tay was like, man, that's my little brother. I was on with that shit. But long story short, it turned out to be Tay Day's brother. So that's how I met Slim. You know, and when I met Slim, Slim was always thrown. He had the big belt buckle on, the long braids, um, you know, the the, the the drop top with the bull horns on. You know, uh, he was always slim through it, man. And he was always about his business, and you can always tell he was going to be great. You just knew it was something about him, you know what I'm saying? So with Slim Thug, too, that's another artist that I respect, um, that I love to death. Um, you know, that's my boy, man. You know, I know when Slim first got his deal with Gerson and Interscope, and he – and um. Man, he, I, seen, I seen him at the record store at Selected Sounds on Antoine, and I was passing down the street, me and my girl. We pulled over. I had just bought a double XL magazine, and it had Slim in it, and he didn't even know he was in there yet. And I just remember him wanting the magazine. I was like, bro, you got all this money to go buy you a magazine. But he, he, he just wanted the magazine so bad. He signed it for me, and I, I let him roll with it, but I, I went back and got it from him later. But I just remember how, how crunk and how happy and joyful he was that he was on, you know what I'm saying? And I'll never forget that. And I was glad for him. But Slim Thrill, man, he won the, he, he, he he won the finest in Houston, one of the greatest, you know what I'm saying? And um, he did a lot for Houston, and he's still doing his thing. You know, Slim, um, like I say, shout out to Scarface, the OG. Um, I love Face to Death. I can't wait to work with him. Jay Dow, that's my my little bro. My nigga, um, you know, Jay Dow is a real gangster. Everything Jay Dow that you hear about Jay Dow is the guards on the truth. He, he's rapping. He's rapping the guards on the truth. I just say that about him. He's not fabricating nothing. He's a real street artist, a real street dude. He's well respected in Garden City. That's his block. You know what I'm saying? So he's real. So when y'all hear Jada, believe me, y'all are listening to the truth. And when y'all hear Slim Thug, y'all listen to the truth because what Slim is rapping about, he got this shit. <laughs> so yeah, them boys real man. I love them and respect. And like I say, shout out too to my homeboy Lil Mario. He's gonna pop back up. Lil Mario from Swisher House. And then from the movie Dirty Third. And I'm glad him and Slim Thug got back together. So they got their movement going on right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Shout out to Pow Wow. Shout out to um to um to 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 Cooper, you know what I'm saying? To to Chameleon now. You know, shout out to all them boys, man. The whole North, the whole South, um, Big Pokey, you know, R. I. P. the three two, the whole race and Rock Rap. Shout out to Boston George. Green is the point. What's up, Magno? You know, we coming, man. Shout out to Baby Brooke. Green's Point Posse, 181 Goodson Fam. The Four Way, the Four Way in North Borough. Shout out to them. Shout out to the Tension Going Ella. It's going down, man. Class 1 OG, man. Y'all gonna see me, man. Y'all gonna hear me, man. 